1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A
0: lot going on. Um, breaking news this morning. The Biden administration is going to wipe out Another $1.2 billion worth of student loan debt for nearly 153,000 people. This repayment program, otherwise known as SAVE, Saving on a Valuable Education, is for borrowers who have been repaying student debt for at least 10 years and their debt was $12,000 or less. Yeah, let me say that again. They've been paying for at least 10 years, And the debt that they took out was $12,000 or less in student debt. This program is designed to forgive um, these loans in the hopes of particularly helping community college and other borrowers with smaller loans and put uh, many back on the track of being free of student debt faster than ever before, the White House said. Now, Biden has already engaged in about two dozen or so executive actions, and he has wiped out, hold on to your seat, $138 billion of student loan debt for about 3.9 million borrowers over the course of the first three years of his term. And the Biden Education Department continues to try and create exotic schemes to forgive more debt, even though the Supreme Court had beat back one of uh, the plans that he had under the HEROES Act, where uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, writing for the majority, said that you know Congress has to speak on this issue before a, a secretary to a department can unilaterally alter large sections of the American economy. Now, Biden, the constitutional brilliant lawyer that he is, says that um, the court misinterpreted the Constitution, and they'll use every tool at their disposal to get your student debt relief you need so that you can reach your dreams. Well, what about all the other debt that people have? Should we have that same concern uh, for them as well uh, so that they can reach their dreams that they're burdened with? How about SBA loans? for small businesses? Are we going to set out on a track to forgive SBA loans, especially those that found themselves having to do so in the aftermath of some catastrophic event that they had no control over? Why aren't we working in in that space? Why just this space? Well, the reason why just this space is that they know that there's a high confidence level that these folks would end up voting for the Biden administration. And in fact, in order to make sure that, our students in America today will absolutely connect the dots because there's some concern they're not, that they're not going to connect the dot to Joe Biden. So, what they intend to do is send an email to everybody from Joe Biden. Congratulations, all or a portion of your federal student loan will be forgiven. Because you qualify for early loan forgiveness under my administration's save plan. I hope this relief gives you a little more breathing room, Joe Biden. Now, if this doesn't smack of trying to gain political leverage with your tax dollars, I don't know what does. But it's obvious that over the coming months, we are going to see billions and billions more dollars of loan forgiveness for folks that borrowed money to go to school. And we're not even clear whether or not they even need this assistance. Just because they've made payments for a long period of time, some people don't make more than the minimum payment. You make the minimum payment, it's going to be longer. And they they don't do so ever. But it's not because they're down and out. They just figure low interest rate, I'm not going to pay it back. I'll just carry this out. It's a small amount of money. I'll just keep paying it. It's no problem. Well, now everybody's going to do that in the hopes of their student loan being paid off. The longer you hold on, the better off you're going to be. In fact, it's going to be interesting to see how many people move from having doubled up on payments or paying a little bit more than what they were supposed to, to going back to the very minimum payment in the hopes that their student debt be wiped out. And the highest likelihood of that happening is between now and August. So hold on, because you will see hundreds of thousands of other student loan borrowers and another Several billions of dollars that are going to end up being forgiven by this administration, in the hopes of being able to convince them that Joe Biden is the best thing since sliced bread. And the only way that we are able to sh- make sure that we are going to get these individuals to vote for him and vote for the uh, the Biden-Harris ticket is we got to bribe them. We got to bribe them. And we're going to make a no bones about it. And we're going to put it in an email so that they completely understand you can thank me. So let's connect that dot. You can thank me. I have made your life easier by exercising any number of executive actions in order to get to where I want to get. It's amazing how creative this president can be relative to executive actions when it's something that he really wants to do. But when it's something that he's not certain that he wants to do and he's been being put in a political corner by some on the left, the majority on the right. He uh, screams at the top of his lungs that Congress needs to do something in order for him to do something. He's buying time. He's playing the House and the Senate in the hopes that they do nothing and therefore get people to believe that he as well can do nothing also. Now, that may change. There's some rumblings out there that there's some things that the Biden administration is thinking about doing by executive action. Because guess what? The you and cry in the streets are getting too loud, too much. And it's coming too fast. And it's coming at a really bad time because the polls continue to reveal that he is so upside down on this issue that many within his inner circle are saying we may have to rethink this strategy. We may have to throw some crumbs out there to try and beat back the pace that this issue is turning people off across the country. And we see it in two different areas. We see it at the southern border, and we see it in his chilling of the relationship with Israel. And now they have uh, Netanyahu that's making statements that we're going to the bitter end. We are going to go until we defeat Hamas, till Hamas no longer exists. No matter where they hide, whether that's under a school, a hospital, or, other, or any other place, they are responsible for collateral damage, not Israel. They are because they choose to put their own people at risk. And if that's the choices that they want to make, then consequences will be had. But we're not going to put ourselves at risk because they choose to to put the population that they allegedly represent at risk. In this chilling, you're going to see it more and more because uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib from Michigan the other day has basically said to her fellow Democrats, her fellow Palestinians, her fellow Arabs, we will not vote for Joe Biden in the primary in Michigan. We are not doing it. We need to send the message loud and clear of what we hope to accomplish. So this fracture, much like the southern border, and the the the, the remedy that they have is wiping out student loan to try and equalize all of this in the end politically. It's, it's, it's an interesting set of math tables as to how The mood of the public is going to move. But I can promise you there will be billions of dollars more forgiven with federal student loan. There is no doubt about it. And unless and until somebody stops them in the court, they will continue to forgive all of these loans. But what about all the new borrowers? Is there a guarantee for them? Why should the others benefit in the new borrowers that are borrowing under the same plan, under the same terms and conditions, and in some cases even worse? What about them? Is there an expectation that their debt's going to be forgiven as well? Let's go to Josh and Metairie. Josh, you're up. what say you?
2: Thanks for taking my call, Newell. Love the show. Um, not too well-versed on all of it, but I just wanted to call. I wanted to hear your opinion on... Uh, when it comes to student debt, I was reading an article. I think it's anywhere from like 79 to 83 percent of all the debt is actually owed by people that never finish college. So basically, we're just giving all these people not to say that finishing college means anything nowadays, but we're giving all these people who are uneducated all their money back. And then we're just going to give them all these free handouts. And I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, also, just one more thing, you know. I took a loan out for a car about 10 years ago. Do you think I'm going to get my money back, uh, Newell? You think that you think that's well, going to happen I, or, or no? No,
0: I, I, I wouldn't hold your breath on, on that. And, and But that's the <laughs> irony here, right? I mean, the car is every bit as important to your employment, your life, what you do, the ability to sustain yourself. I mean, even when you look at the tax code, if you're a W-2 employee as opposed to a 1099 employee, um, or someone that's getting a K-1, they get the benefit of riding their car off, right, for the purposes yep. of their business. Because you're a W-2 employee in this country, this car that's every bit as important from a business perspective as it is over here, you get nothing. You get nada, right? Yep. And, and, but it, but the, but the, and it's amazing how we, we treat this as, as, as it relates to how you uh, receive your compensation, and a lot of this holds true relative to the student loan debt as opposed to all other debt. They went in with their eyes wide open, many of whom chose to go to colleges that were probably intellectually out of their reach, right? And some got there on on programs and plans and this and that and everything else, and they realized they were in over their head. Or they didn't have the level of commitment that they needed to have in order to succeed, And now we, as taxpayers, are being asked to bail them out for a bad decision that they made in the first right, or there were circumstances that they may have been presented in their family that are outside of their control. But we're not evaluating any of that. We're just wholesale forgiving loans across the board based on assumptions that this is going to make their life easier. And I guess that this was a bad deal, but wink, wink, we we got more people coming on right now with bad deals. You had a question? No. Yeah,
2: brother, sorry about that. I didn't know if I was off. Um, what is the stop a 20-year-old right now who wasn't you know, thinking about college? What's the stop a 20-year-old to say, you know what, I'm going to take out a loan for college. I'm not even going to go to class. I'm going to take all that money, and I'm just going to go spend it, and hopefully in 10 years I get you know, this taken care of. Who's to stop these kids from doing that? And then also I wanted to point out most of these people that are getting relieved of this, all this money, all, the, all these student loans, these aren't 45- to 55-year-olds. These are 32. These are 28. These are 24-year-old people. These are people that are voting. These are people that are reproducing and having children that are also going to make more votes from this. And I, I just think it's just going to – you know I love it how you eloquently point it out every day, and I just love the show. Uh, I'll let you continue with the show, but I got one more thing about the Palestine uh, Israel thing. They all need Jesus, Newell. Have a good one, man. All
0: right. Let's go to Gail. Gail, you're up. Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Newell. Um, I've been listening to WWL for uh, almost my entire life. I am over a senior citizen. And I just want to say, having put uh, three grandchildren through college uh, with their parents at didn't have the ability to do so, and loans that were difficult because one was divorced, one father didn't want to participate and help his daughter, our granddaughter. So, you know, you're presenting a case that is really unbalanced, and you're throwing everyone in the same pot, which really doesn't hold true. And if some of these kids are getting... A how, how, wait, 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 Gail,
0: how, how am I doing that? Because, because I'm, you're, you're, I made the statement, loan, I made the statement that they're...
3: Please let, but let me speak. But, please let me speak.
0: But you Gail, let me a s-
3: Long time. Please let me speak. You throw in all of these kids under the same blanket, and it simply is not fair. They are. They're getting twelve thousand dollars, or whatever. How much interest have they paid on those loans? Has it been equal to? Has it been less? Of? You know. The bigger issue in this country. What, diff- is what difference does that make? We are to educate our children. And if you want to talk about taxes, talk about Trump giving all of his billionaires, millionaires, tax breaks, so that a lot of these young people are having to struggle more and more in this economy. Blame it on Trump. Blame it on the tax-free loans that he gave his buddies. You know, I knew. Today, this morning, so, I'm listening to you, most uncharitable comments that you have ever made. And I, I'm frankly very well, disappointed I, I, in you. You can have the mic back.
0: Well, thank you, Gail. I appreciate that, because you were obviously not listening to what I had to say. Because what I said was, is that the Biden administration did not look at the underlying conditions of the loan and, and determining whether or not the individuals that they were forgiving the loans for were in fact in necessitous circumstances, which is what I said. And I said, they're just wholesale forgiving these loans in a way that I think is very, very dangerous. And look, life's not fair. Life is not fair. And I understand the situation of what you're talking about, and I understand that uh, you're frustrated with the conditions that you find yourselves in. But how does that become every other taxpayer in this country's problem? You may not like it, what I have to say, but the fact of the matter is people went in with their eyes wide open and choosing to borrow money. And with that comes an obligation to prioritize one's spend in life. I didn't even qualify for a student loan. I had to take out a second mortgage on my parents' home to pay for uh, some of my education because I was working. But I never shirked the responsibility of paying back the loan. $404.10 a month for 10 years because I was smart enough to save money to go to law school and paid for the first two years of law school in cash because I worked. I worked full time and I paid my, my whole ride in college. Why? Because I worked. Why? Because I knew my parents could not afford to send me to college. And if I was going to be able to go to college, I was going to have to sacrifice and work full-time, and go to school 11 years part-time at night. You know what that is? I'm not trying to sing my praises, and I'm not trying to get anybody to feel sorry for me. That is an exercise of prioritization and understanding the obligations in life. And a lot of times when you cannot afford it in the same way and fashion as other people do, you have to modify your expectations and de- and deal with your own personal prioritization so that it makes sense for you economically. What doesn't make sense for me economically is that I am burdened with everyone else's lack of prioritization and decision-making. And I don't think that's fair. We'll be right back.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,